Hi, I'm Lydia Wietzma with Revelation Real Estate. And today in Solving Life's Next Chapter, we have two amazing guests. We have Dr. Nairi, and you are the director, uh, the state director of healthy aging in the Arizona Department of Health Services. And Leanne, you are a physical therapist, so you work with a lot of our seniors as yeah. well. And um, today we're talking fall prevention and most people don't know that the month of September is Fall Prevention Month. So give us some of the risk factors that happen with with seniors and I, I'm assuming it's more seniors than not. Is that correct? Well, thank you very much, first of all, for having well, us. Thanks and for coming. Uh, it's our pleasure. And uh, you said September is Fall Awareness, mm -hmm. Falls Awareness Month. And I wanted to just share with your audience that of course, we're not talking about the waterfalls. We're not talking <laughs> yeah. about the season. Uh, that we, is we're true. We're approaching the fall season. That is true. So even though it's still warm. <laughs> the, even though it's still warm. Well, it's still not officially fall yet. That's right? true. That's but, true. Uh, we're talking about slip and falls. Okay. And uh, most of the uh, falls are occurring uh, on ground level. Okay. And uh, it does uh, occur among all ages, falls, uh, related injuries are equal opportunity okay. uh, for any age. Okay. Uh, however, we know that our older adults, 65 years and older, are at a higher, much higher risk right. uh, due to frailty and other complications that we will uh, dive into mm -hmm. uh, deeper. Uh, they, we have the highest level of mortality or deaths mm. among older adults. Right. 65 years and older. And of course, the highest uh, numbers are 85 years and older. Okay. So as we are living longer, right. uh, we don't necessarily live better. Uh, right. So we have, there are a lot of um, chronic conditions that we can uh, again dive right, into right. that increase the risk of uh, falling. Right. Uh, age is uh, one of the most uh, uh, prevalent uh, risk factors, right. although it doesn't have to uh, uh, be an age-related factor. Okay. And okay. Uh, Dr. Rogers, feel free to chime in any time. But you know, mo falls uh, has been, uh, uh, September has been declared by the Honorable Doug Ducey, our oh, governor, okay. as Falls Prevention Awareness Month. Okay. Uh, nationwide, right. uh, there is a day that is designated for Falls Awareness Day okay. in September. It is uh, about usually about September 20th or 22nd okay. of each year. Okay. Uh, however, uh, we in Arizona uh, recognize and observe the entire month right. uh, since we believe that Falls, prevent, falls prevention is not something that we only do once a year right. and then we stop. Right. So it's a continuous Constant. effort yep. among uh, all of our partners through right. the Arizona uh, Falls Prevention Coalition. Right. Again, we can and I have my own experience in my own family. My grandmother, this was like 20 years ago, she actually fell and they we didn't find her for about four to six hours. And by then, 
Um, she was dehydrated and her kidneys had stopped functioning and they found her, got her into the emergency department. They stabilized her, but um, because she was down for so long, her kidneys stopped functioning and then she had to have dialysis and there were a whole bunch of other things that went with that. And um, so that was kind of the start of the end for her. But um, what are some of the reasons why folks fall? Would you like to take yeah, that Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's several reasons. One can be vision. As okay. we get older, um, older adults rely on their vision more. Right. And obviously that declines. Um, another reason is a lot of these older adults are on a ton of medication. Yeah. And so anywhere between four to five medications or more puts them, again, at a risk factors for falling with their interactions of the different medications. Usually um, blood pressure medications mm. increase that risk as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then their home. You know, a lot mm. of times yes. people don't realize that their home and can be a danger a, yeah but there's a lot of things <laughs> I've seen in that. their home yeah you know anywhere from having rugs that mm -hmm. people can trip on or step on and slip um not having uh oh, grab rails, bars, grab bars yeah. yep, yep. to use either from the toilet or the shower mm -hmm. obviously bathrooms are another huge place that people fall in their okay home. um so there's so many different modifications that people can do in their home that they don't even realize right. making sure lighting is appropriate right you have night lights when you go to the bathroom at right. night um, right. that it's not dark. Right. Um, exercise is another huge part that people don't get enough of at that age level. Yep. A lot of those older adults are very sedentary. They don't get yeah. the required minimum of exercise, which CDC recommends 150 to 300 minutes a week. Wow. And they Even at that, that age? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. at that age and they don't get that and Interesting. then you have the people who are still independent and they can still do their daily activities they can still grocery shop and clean right. their house and cook and but they don't exercise right and so they right. you know kind of feel like well i'm not part of this risk factor because i'm still independent right but they're just you know as at risk for the person who's sedentary yeah a lot of those people who are still independent they fall because of the cognitive demands placed on them. Okay. So they may be, you know, walking in their home, carrying their laundry, talking on their phone, and then, you know, the dog is following them and they don't see something. And, and they because trip. they have all these cognitive demands on them, they trip. Right. And it's just the things as we get older, we don't have that mental capacity to do all of that right. and multitask at once. Right. And that's where those independent community dwelling people fall right. versus just being sedentary yeah as an older adult and i actually have a good example of that so i'm in my mid-50s and yeah. i just started working out back i got back to the gym in my late 40s mm -hmm. and i noticed that i wasn't as um strong and i wasn't as um coordinated mm -hmm. and i didn't have the balance that i did when i was 20 and that and i'm only in my 50s so i can't even imagine if you were in your 80s or 90s if if you had not started working out earlier, if if the exercise wouldn't help some of those situations. So Dr. Rogers uh, raised a number of valuable points mm -hmm. here in terms of risk factors for I could back up. First of all, as we walk, as we move, we are at risk. So right. anytime we move, we are at risk of falling. Right. Now that doesn't, pre that, that should not, uh, tell us that we need to sit on a chair and not do anything. Right. And 
of course, we I used to think think that, in and it was my belief that the only way we can prevent and mm-hmm. stop falls altogether mm-hmm. would be to get rid of gravity oh. and <laughs> and <laughs> transport impossible. people to the moon, <laughs> if right, you will. Right. However. Uh, based on research from NASA, uh-huh. uh, we know that even astronauts who are uh, in in a uh, state of uh, no gravity or mm-hmm. zero gravity, mm-hmm. when they return to Earth and are exposed to gravity, mm-hmm. uh, they are they lose their balance and they are at, at a much uh, higher risk of falling because they uh, we know that the gravity mm-hmm. is actually helping us gain balance and strength. Interesting. So being in a uh, weightless, uh, you know, suspended uh, state of no gravity is also a risk factor. Okay. So I think it's important that we realize and and recognize a number of uh, factors, risk factors, but also know what to do about that. Right. We know that uh, at starting at age 30, mm-hmm. we start losing muscle mass at okay. about 2% per year. Okay. So by age 50, that number increases to about 3 to 5% per okay. year. And, as and we is get that because the hormone change and things well, like that? Well, no, it's be, be, because our body loses its ability to synthesize and, and absorb protein. Okay. Uh, that is Im- important. That's okay. one factor that okay. it's important for... Uh, muscle strength and okay. muscle development. Okay. The other thing is, of course, we become less and less active. Right. So right. if you think about, uh, if you l- go back, you can Google this uh, and visualize, uh, you know, remember uh, the, the governor from, ca- former governor from California, mm-hmm. uh, who was in a lot of the movies. Oh, um, Ronald Reagan. Uh, no, 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 no. no. The movies, uh, it, it was in the Terminator movie. You remember who that oh, is? Oh, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, yes. Our Mr. Schwarzenegger, in his peak youth, mm-hmm. he was a bodybuilder. Right. If you look at his youthful pictures right. and you look at some of his pictures now yeah. not those that are darkered or photoshopped right. but if you look at his real pictures uh, you'll see the uh, the muscle loss right. or atrophy okay. and that it comes with sarcopenia right. is, is, is the medical term for okay. it and therefore they, we, as we lose more muscle mass mm-hmm. our body becomes weaker okay. so we need our core muscle strength and our balance, as mm-hmm. Dr. Rogers was mentioning, in order to uh, maintain our balance and be and stay at, at a lower, lower risk. Right. Again, anybody right. falls, even right. even we know that people who are athletes fall right. and get exactly. injured. Exactly, right? exactly. And speaking of that, we know that people who fall uh, and suffer a ground fall injury mm-hmm. uh, are often at a high risk for traumatic brain injury. Mm. So t- also known as TBI. Okay. So we know that as of 2018, which is our latest data, okay. we had 3.8% of our falls and it resulted in deaths due to a traumatic brain injury. Interesting. Okay. 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 And that makes sense. Yes. So. so we know that we are at high risk. That's what happens often with our older adults okay. who, uh, is, when they fall, there is usually internal bleeding. Right. Fall, the fall itself is not the causal factor right. for death. 
Right. But all Something these other inside. complications right. you shared, and I'm sorry about your mother's experience. Yeah. Uh, you shared how she started having kidney function right. problems. So as her kidneys failed because she was on the floor for a long time, right. that becomes a risk factor. Right. We know that in Arizona during summer times, people who fall in outside in the heat, yes. and if there is nobody to attend to them, they suffer from sometimes first and second degree burns and they mm -hmm. become dehydrated. So there are a lot of different complication fa uh, complicating factors. Right. Dr. Rogers talked about medications, Right. you know, uh, blood pressure medications. We have uh, you know, medications that have tranquilizing effect. We have some psychotropic medications mm -hmm. that can affect uh, the older adults. Now, this does not mean that we are advocating for people not taking their medications. Right, exactly. I want to make sure that we address this and say you need to work with your providers right. to manage your medications right. and look at the drug-drug side effects to make okay. sure that they're not interacting or counteracting mm. in a way that is going to put you at a higher risk. But right. do follow your primary care providers so and if, physicians. So, for instance, if someone is having a little bit of dizziness or they're not feeling quite like they normally are, the first thing to do would be to contact their primary doctor and see if maybe the combination of medications isn't affecting some of that. Yes. Yeah. And if sometimes it takes time to have access to a provider, right. go to your pharmacist or call oh, your pharmacist okay. and talk to a pharmacist. Okay. Talk to your physical therapist, your occupational therapist, okay. your, a nurse that usually is on call for the doctor's right. office. But do talk to someone, okay. reach out, and act, you know, find out what's going on. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard, too, that sometimes the fall is just um, the start of something. There could be something internally that's going on that needs to be um, looked at, and that's another factor as yes. well, correct? Yes, so there are a number of uh, differential uh, causal factors, diagnoses, as we call right. them. Right. So, that there it could it could be a whole list of things that uh, may be going on that is causing the person to uh, be dizzy or imbalanced. Right. Now that's why it's important for all of us to get a, a an, an annual basis right. at least, uh, and more often as we need to to get a falls risk assessment. Okay. We know that Medicare uh, pays for an annual falls risk assessment okay. with the uh, primary care providers. Okay. And it uh, Medicare does have a code that providers can use to bill for that. Now, some providers may be unaware of that. And the other thing that uh, sometimes hampers that opportunity to uh, be evaluated is when we go in to see our pr primary care provider, mm -hmm. if we go with a long list of things, yes. Then, and that's probably the last yes. thing they even think about. So and we have each provider has about five to seven minutes. Yeah. Uh, primary care providers speaking, and specialists may have three to five minutes of right. time that they spend with you. So uh, we need to make sure that we schedule time and specifically go for a falls risk assessment. Okay. So on the fall risk assessment, is that something that even like a physical therapist can do? Yes. Is that what you? So do you do those fall risks? assessments for uh, Medicare patients? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, you can go to your physical therapist and we screen for that. Okay. Um, you know, being a doctor, we kn can rule out if 
it is a red flag that it's not part of our scope of practice and then we need to send you to your primary care okay. to get that looked at or it's truly a balance and musculoskeletal, you know, um, problem that you right. have that you, we can definitely fix it with therapy, with exercise right. and, and doing balance exercises. And that's what most people don't realize. They think that, well, as we get older, my balance is going to decrease and there's nothing that I can do about it. Right. And obviously, that's not true. That's a myth. Right. Um, and in your example, you noticed yourself getting better. Yeah. It just takes practice. Right. But when you're 78 and you're already feeling unsteady on your feet, right. that's the last thing you want to do is go right. stand on one foot and try to practice your balance yeah. on your own. And so, you know, going to physical therapy exercise classes that are evidence-based that help with fall prevention, you're going to get the kind of exercises that you need mm -hmm. to improve your balance and do it safely. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's many classes in the Valley, you know, m amongst doing, going to a physical therapist, right. but Matter of Balance is a class that's offered. Um, tai Chi for arthritis and fall prevention is oh. another class that um, helps with um, fall prevention and right. working on your balance and strength. Right. So speaking of that, if I may yeah. share that with your audience, that uh, go on the National Council on Aging NCOA yeah. uh, website uh, or CDC's website mm -hmm. and uh, look at the list of evidence-based programs. Okay. Because there may be a lot of programs that people pro offer but uh, as a public health right. uh, professional and as a uh, you know teacher, uh, what we recommend is uh, those that are evidence-based, which right. means they have been studied, they have been compared with control groups, right. the outcomes are measured and predictable. Right. So we know that it is going to uh, result in something positive. Right, so right. Not not all programs are evidence-based. Right, right. So we do recommend evidence-based programs and Tai Chi for arthritis, matter of balance, and, and of course there's silver sneakers. And right. here in the Valley, we are really blessed because we have a tremendous amount of resources. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about that mm -hmm. when you're ready. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be happy to share that with the audience. But I think it's also important to uh, note that the fear factor. Dr. Rogers uh, right. reminded us the fear that if you know if we are we are at a certain age and we have been inactive, right. we may be scared to start a new activity, exactly. or start exercising, and there is also the fear among those who have fallen before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know that if a person has fallen, and you know, I have fallen, mm -hmm. uh, I've fallen three times, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not even part of the statistics that the state mm -hmm. collects. Right. So based on, we know based on our hospital discharge data, right. that uh, we have, uh, and, and our uh, uh, hospital discharge, discharge data and the emergency department's data, right. that we have spent $1.5 billion in 2018 alone in the state of Arizona. Wow. Not nationwide. Is that in from Arizona, falls? From fall-related injuries. Wow. So hospital discharge data right. is based on people who have been hospitalized, have gone to inpatient and been admitted. Okay. And emergency departments or data is based on those who have visited emergency right. departments. So you notice that I've only talked about hospital, inpatient hospitalization right. and emergency department visits. Okay. The data that... Mm -hmm 
uh, for people who visit urgent cares right uh, or go to their primary care providers okay uh, is not reported so that the 1.5 billion dollars right. does not include, include those those yes or and those bo- people bo- that get called call the fire department to pick them up Exa- and then they don't go to very the, good yeah. so that yeah. that's a great segue to talk about how the fire and, and medical departments or the emergency medical services or EMS is really burdened with yes. the number of fall related lift assists yes 10% uh, the fire chiefs tell me that ten, about 10% of their calls uh, dispatch calls are fire related okay mm-hmm. so, so they're really about more 60% of it is fall related injuries yep so I'm not surprised actually. I mean if we if we think deductively right. and critically we see that most of our emergency medical services resources are allocated and deployed for really non-emergency right reasons. Right. That doesn't say that the fire are you know we have wonderful fire medical yes. departments across the state. Uh, they are very proactive, very uh, community focused. Yes. They want to be responsive and they will continue to be responsive. Right. However, uh, we as consumers, as citizens, also have a responsibility Absolutely. to prevent certain things that can increase our risk right. for falls. Right. Again, we're talking about uh, lifestyle factors. Right. You know, we know. Uh, but just because we get older doesn't mean that we stop drinking and using right. substances that oh, can yeah. can even co- especially uh, interact with prescription medications. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we know that as we get older, uh, we are we sometimes uh, engage in risky behaviors. Right. So we need to be mindful of that. Okay. And the other things are, as Dr. Rogers mentioned, staying active. Right. Because the I'm going to sum it up uh, in sum up all my experience and mm-hmm. all my knowledge in two things. Okay. Circulation mm. and physical activity. Mm-hmm. So s- muscle strength building. As we get older, our vascular system, like just like a, the plumbing in our house, right, uh, becomes more and more, and it loses its elasticity. Right. We, uh, or uh, because of our Poor diet. Diets, uh, yep. the, the lines are getting clogged up. Right. So what do we do when our drain system gets clogged up at home? Well, we usually call a plumber. Right. <laughs> well, we so if we don't if we don't want to call a plumber, what right. do we do? We use we even, first of all the prevention is to prevent putting things down the drain. Right. You know we know that the hair and yep. uh, you know skin that uh, uh, you know uh, sloughs off our, right. s- our our body as we wash our hands or wash our body and hair uh, when we wash our hair that clogs up the right. drain. If we put a lot of food and uh, you know. Oils, lar- and, oils yeah. and chunks of things yep. down the drain. You know, that clogs it up. Yep. Well, with us human beings, Same thing. depending on what we're eating, right. what we're putting into our body, right. it can clog up our plumbing system. Right. So that causes circulation problems. Okay. Especially as we get older because our body is not, you know, we know that autopsies, children as 
young as two years of age have, mm-hmm. sh- have shown plaques in their arteries based on their diet. So imagine how we, how it builds up as we get older. Yep. So it's important to prevent that because our circulation is one of the most important things in our health. Right. Add to that muscle strength. Right. If we are not, we don't have the muscle strength by being inactive and sedentary. Right. Then that's when the disease state occurs. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that. And makes if sense. I can add too about the whole falling and speaking up, you know, where the stats only chart the people who go to the emergency room, right? And it, it doesn't chart for yes, we said the urgent care, but the people who fall and may not even get injured, mm. and those don't get reported, but right. it's still a fall. And there was a reason why that person fell. fell. Yes. And the, that's a huge thing is if you fall, they need to speak up. And right. most times they don't because these older adults are living independently. Yes. And they didn't, they're not going to go and tell their kids about it right. because your first reaction is like, well, mom and dad, we need to figure out why, or right. do we need to start now thinking of an assisted living, living or and they don't want to do that right. yeah they that, want and to that age makes in sense. place right. and so they're not going to want to um, admittedly open you know tell their kids like hey right. i had a fall yesterday right you know be a fear of they're going to start stripping away independence right and that's something that we don't we want them to speak up because right. if it was something as a matter of just the rug then hey they don't take they the have rug no out. idea right right um, and so that's huge that we try to get that fear out of right. those older adults to think that we're going right. to be taking things away from them. But there's so much that can be prevented. Yes. And that, hey, you didn't get injured that time. So now let's start doing things. Let's be proactive yes. and put those bars on the yeah. in yep. the shower. And or do start things. finding new programs so, you know, you can get mm-hmm. stronger and not have that fall. Mm-hmm. No, that's an excellent mm-hmm. point, Dr. Rogers. Yeah. You know, some some of us don't even report that we have fallen yeah. not only because uh, we are afraid of losing our independence because we don't want to be put in a, a skilled nursing facility right. or a right. nursing home but speaking I mean, I'm, I'm i'm sharing about my story and being a poor role model but yes when i fell i was so embarrassed right. i did I'm not sure want to tell anybody i'm sure you know, I wanted to keep it to myself. And, right. and everybody said, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and I was not fine. Yeah. So it's important yeah. that we share that, you know, mm-hmm. stop our fears, stop our embarrassment right. because right. everybody falls. Yeah. Uh, it's equal opportunity, as I yeah. said earlier. We need to share about that. So yeah. we need to get the proper help. Absolutely. We need to go see a doctor and tell right. the doctor so that they can assess our risk Do factors. some testing or what yes. have you. And I think, too, what some people don't realize is if they take a really bad fall and say they break a hip, they usually go in for surgery or something like that, and then they end up in a skilled nursing with a physical therapist. And um, so the idea of physical therapy is for after you fall or after you have a situation. They don't realize that it, a lot of physical therapy is preventative. Absolutely. And, and that's and I know that for a fact because I have a, a daughter that's six one and plays volleyball, and she does go to a physical therapist because she has you know certain things that she mm-hmm. overworks too much. And she needs to um, strengthen those areas. And she doesn't always do the exercises that she's supposed to. And so I think that if if people just went to a physical therapist right up front and said, you know, I need a little bit of help. And and maybe maybe their insurance would pay for some of these things, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you say. uh, No, no, go ahead. (laughs) 
you you were sharing about going to a physical therapist mm-hmm. as a preventive measure. Right. And uh, the example that I would share and challenge uh, all of us and those who are listening to your show is we take better care of our vehicles, our cars. Mm-hmm. If you don't take your car in for an oil change, if you don't get the tire pressure checked, yep. if you don't take it for a tune-up, guess what? In this Arizona heat, You'll you may end up yes, maybe on the side of the road. <laughs> yes. Same thing with our body. Yes. Is, isn't our health, our well-being more important, more important. than our cars? That's a great so example. You got to take preventive and along measures. That lines, um, I'm reading a book by Dr. Joan Vernicos, who's mm-hmm. speaking at our conference mm-hmm. symposium, and in it, she um, has a quote that says, "Why wait to be sick before deciding to be well? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you going to wait till you have that fall or that yeah. diagnosis of diabetes or you have that heart right. attack before you make this lifestyle change to?" change your diet to start exercising you know do it now while you're still healthy Healthy, mobile and independent so you never get to that point right and i think too people never think that they're going to get to that point you know we're still we may be 80 but we still think we're you know 40 or me i'm 50 but i still think i'm 20 so and that's not the way that we should be thinking because Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. do come up and that is very true with what she is and i want to be mindful of uh some special populations okay. who are at much higher risk. Uh, when we talk about our brain and our brain health, mm-hmm. people who have cognitive impairment, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's because of uh, Alzheimer's, which is one form of dementia, or right. other forms of dementia, there are over hundreds, uh, hundred types of dementia, right? Uh, or uh, people who have uh, stroke uh, or vascular uh, event-related changes in with their brain function, right. they're at a higher risk. Right. People who have hearing problems are mm-hmm. at, a, at a higher risk. Uh, so hearing impairment, visual impairment, as Dr. Rogers mm-hmm. stated right at the beginning of our uh, conversation, and uh, people who have vi- visual impairment um, are, are, in, are either legally blind or blind, uh, are at much higher risk. Interesting. We know that certain uh, ethnicities are at a higher risk, okay. right, are, are at more higher, higher level of disparities. Right. For example, we know that uh, American Indian, Alaska Native population, um, we have 22 tribes in Arizona. In case you didn't know, uh, uh, newsflash, uh, but we have a large population of American Indian right. uh, uh Community members, right, uh, our our neighbors, uh, right here in you know in the metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, they're they're at a higher disparity, okay. followed by African Americans and okay. then the Latino population. Okay. So. And when you say higher risk, you mean higher risk for like and diabetes no and best? No, I'm talking about for falls. For falls, yes, oh, for falls. Okay. Well, other other chronic conditions as well, but right. for fall related injuries and deaths. When we, do, when we look at uh, the mortality rate among mm-hmm. those populations, they have a, a, when we compare it to a population per capita or right. per 100,000, right. they're at a higher disparity than the white uh, Caucasian population, okay. so okay. white non, non-Hispanic population. Right, right. Um, and so the white Hispanic uh, non-Hispanic population are at the highest level of risk and we have the highest number of mortality. But then when we look at the population based per 100,000, 
we have American Indian, Alaska Natives, and African Americans and, okay. and Hispanic, Hispanic population. Interesting, interesting. So talk to us about, um, there's been some, uh, talk to us about the governor's proclamation and mm -hmm. some of the things that are going on here in the state. I'm super excited. We had uh, Battalion Chief Jesus here a couple weeks ago, and I just feel like Arizona is like the forefront of some of these things that are going on here for for national things. So give us that are. So uh, as I said earlier, Honorable Governor Doug Ducey has declared mm -hmm. September uh, as national uh, as state falls prevention awareness month okay in correspondence with the national falls prevention okay. awareness day okay uh, so we are grateful to our governor for having declared mm -hmm. uh, September as falls prevention awareness month the governor has uh, urged uh, primary care providers and all health and human service providers to uh, do uh, conduct uh, some of those risk tests. assessments, okay. follows risk assessments, and uh, has also in his declaration, uh, which is uh, going to be uh, posted on the on the Arizona Falls Prevention uh, Falls Prevention Coalition, excuse right. me, uh, co uh, website, which is azstopfalls.org. Uh, don't be alarmed because the website will redirect and go into mm -hmm. the Arizona Department of Health Services okay. website. But it is uh, the coalition is independent and uh, is comprised of a number of uh, wonderful partners uh, across the state. It is right. a statewide coalition. So the governor has urged everyone to join the coalition. Yep. And we invite uh, those of uh, you who are listening to this show or will be viewing this show to join the coalition mm -hmm. because our strength is in our numbers. Absolutely. Uh, we do have three regional uh, chapters. Okay. The uh, southern, northern, southern chapter, uh, which is uh, operated out of Pima County okay. and uh, Pima Council on Aging, okay. with the Pima County Public Health Department and their partners, including the University, Banner Medical University, mm -hmm. University of Arizona uh, in Tucson area. Right. We have uh, the Western region out of, uh, operated out of Yuma and the Western uh, Council of Govern Governments. Okay. Uh, and their partners, including the uh, Yuma Regional Medical Center, okay. fire and medical departments are strong partners in, in all our chapters yep. and the coalition, the statewide coalition at large. The northern chapter is uh, out of Yavapai County okay. and includes and embraces all those neighboring counties, Coconino uh, and, and Navajo County okay. and uh, also their fire departments and U uh, Yavapai Regional right. Medical Center. So if you go to azstopfalls.org, uh, you will be able to look at our chapters and get all the information there about our event coming up with mm -hmm. the symposium. And we can and that's, talk about that. that's definitely what I wanted to talk yes. to you about. So I luckily I was invited to be a part of the Arizona Coalition from one of our Sarah, one of our EMTs. And um, and it was mainly because I work with a lot of seniors as well, but my oldest daughter is a, a neurotrauma nurse and she's actually head of fall, the fall prevention in her particular hospital. And since she can't always come because she's either working or yeah. sleeping, um, uh, Sarah said you should come and give her the information. It's been a wealth of information for her and her hospital. And so you all at the fall coalition have a symposium and 
This to me is really important because a lot of us that work in the senior industry, we do a lot of seminars, we do, um, we do, uh, 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 what do you call it, fairs, health fairs, we do all this information and we put all these resources in, in front of seniors and their adult children and they either don't come or they come and they just pick up a few things and they don't think that it's ever going to happen to them and then bam something major happens and then they're scrambling to find these good resources so tell us about you have a a fall symposium tell us um, what people can still sign up for it and I I really urge the general population to go even if they don't have any fall issues now it's good to be prepared and because I get those calls when selling their homes mom fell and the doctor said she can't move back home anymore and that's kind of how I've gotten involved with the whole (laughs) senior population so tell us what somebody will have at the symposium and all the good resources that are going to so be first of all uh, we are lucky to have you and oh. your daughter <laughs> and we are honored that you joined us oh thank and we you encourage it's been it's been an eye-opening experience mm-hmm. i we, will tell you that. we are gra- great to ha- we are grateful to have you as a partner and we would love to have other people join and have you as uh, partners those of you who are listening mm-hmm. and will be viewing this show we I would like Dr. Rogers to talk about the symposium okay. because she's been spearheading yes. the planning. Working she's done a lot of work and yes. dedicated a tremendous amount of time with her and her committee. But I would like to share that uh, all of us either have fallen or know somebody who has fallen. Yeah, uh, I know many of my colleagues whose name uh, I will not uh, disclose. Okay. Uh, <laughs> In, in respect for their privacy, but they have fallen yeah. at, and at all ages. And uh, some of whom, uh, you know, you would recognize their names because they're public figures, right. but they have fallen, they have been injured, uh, even as, as recent as uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, my neighbor uh, fell, uh, one of my neighbors fell and died on arrival at the hospital. Wow. So, uh, and my and I'm passionate about this because my grandmother fell and died about three months later. Mm-hmm. We do have a tremendous wealth of in, uh, resources in Arizona Absolutely. with some fabulous people. Mm-hmm. I will uh, share with you that uh, some of the professional uh, segment of our symposium speakers are uh, internationally known, renowned for w- their work and their research and their innovation. Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Bilal Joseph is the chief of trauma surgery at the University of Arizona Medical Center in uh, uh, in Tucson. Tucson? Okay. He will be our keynote speaker. Dr. Alicia Mangrum is one of our fabulous trendsetters and innovators in terms of trauma surgery with the G60 program oh. out of Honor Health. So when you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, people go to have surgery after their injury and they get involved in physical mm-hmm. therapy and they may end up in a skilled nursing facility. Mm-hmm. Well, some of these, these surgeons are uh, very proactive and aggressive in what they do. And don't be surprised if you know of uh, someone or has uh, have a family who has uh, been treated by them, that they get mobilized the next day after their surgery and they get involved with physical therapy right away and are discharged soon after out of the hospital because research has shown 
those who do not become active and are stayed longer in the hospital usually end up having a shorter lifespan mm. and die shortly after their surgical intervention and right. hospitalization within 90 days. Mm -hmm. So let's not be part of the statistics right. in terms of the, the statistics we don't want to be part of. Right. Let's be part of the statistics as people who are aging healthy and well. Right, right. So just because we are living longer, we, th we shouldn't have to live with a poor live quality of life. Right. So let's live longer with a Healthier. better quality yes. of life. Yes, and I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Rogers okay. for the symposium. So Dr. Rogers, tell us about the symposium. And um, so you, it's an all-day affair, but Correct. the morning um, shift is more geared more towards professionals. Professionals, right? caregivers, anyone dealing with um, oh. an older adult or someone, um, you know, with falls or mm -hmm. in that realm. Um, like Dr. Nayeri said, we have great speakers, surgeons, trauma surgeons. We have um, Dr. Lockhart, who's a professor out at ASU doing research in developing fall prevention um, um, technologies. Mm -hmm. He has an app out. Um, we also have national speakers flying in, um, Margaret Arnold. Margaret Arnold with early mobility. Yes, early and mobility. Dr. John. Dr. John Bernicos, yeah. who uh, was the director of life science at NASA. She, yeah. wow. You don't want to miss that. Those yeah. of your healthcare providers and professionals in the healthcare, yeah. please join for yeah. that. Yeah. And and She's I will get this out to all the nursing through my daughter, but will they, yeah. they will get credits for yeah. going so as nurses, well? Nurses, PTs, OTs, dietitians, um, social workers mm -hmm. is the other one. Um, okay. We also have EMS and firefighters as well. Okay, come and in they'll and also get credit yes. as well. Yep. Okay. Yes, EMTs are going to get fired. Yeah. Perfect. But even education. if you're a fitness trainer, personal trainer, working in that older adult population, or you do group fitness classes for older adults, you know, you're all somehow dealing with someone who has fallen. Right. If you're in that realm right. of older adults. So it's just because you're not getting credit, continuing education credit, doesn't right. mean you can't come. And the caregivers um, that come don't have, have to be certified caregivers, right? They can just be a family yeah, member that's be, maybe taking yeah. care of someone. The family members, I would say, would probably benefit more from the public afternoon section okay. in the afternoon okay. because the professional section, uh, I mean, if you'd like to join for that, join us for that, great. But some of the information, which is a lot of uh, technical, clinical, right. and mm -hmm. research-based, right. maybe just too cumbersome, too yeah. and uh, they're not gonna. The, the speakers are not gonna be getting into a level of presentation that right. may uh, cater to them. Right. But uh, yeah, anybody's who's, uh, as Dr. Rogers said, mm -hmm. trainers, anyone who can, uh, who's interested in getting some education, having continuing education as right. part of their profession, uh, we would encourage you to join. Us. Okay, and then tell us what what families can see in the afternoon because the afternoon is geared more towards the general public. Right. Exactly. And I'm really encouraging even those that don't feel that they need it. I'm trying to get people to see the value of of coming to, like you said, help first off prevent it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also have a good lifestyle for their fam for their loved ones. So I may I also say that yeah. we would love for our veterans to join us oh, yeah. because our veteran yeah. population are also mm -hmm. at risk and they're a special population. And okay. um, we do work uh, very closely with our uh, VA healthcare system okay. and uh, I'm 
uh, proud to share about their achievement that they have reduced their inpatient falls rates okay. by 32 percent. Wow. wow. And that's that's a huge achievement. That is a huge achievement. Uh, so they're doing a lot of great work at their inpatient uh, uh, facilities right. uh, using the early mobility and patient safety, uh, safe, patient safe handling gotcha. uh, methods. So okay. Yeah, so, so the afternoon starts um, at 12 o'clock and we'll, it's free. Okay. So, and we'll have lunch for okay. the community members. We have um, Senator Heather Carter who um, will be speaking. She's an advocate for uh, older adult health care. Mm -hmm. So she's going to start us off. Um, by presenting, then we have Banner Health. They have their um, home mobile safety unit that they bring out, oh. and it'll, like we spoke about, um, yep. modifications in your home. They'll make awareness and bring light to what things can be modified in your home. Right. We will also have a Tai Chi demonstration, the okay. Tai Chi for Arthritis and Fall Prevention, a little quick summary of what it is, and a little interactive demonstration that people can stand up and try. Okay. We will have a physical therapist and a pharmacist speaking. Okay. And then to sum it all up, we'll have um, Captain Kelly Lieberman from Phoenix Fire, and he's going to speak about what um, from a firefighter and EMS kind of perspective. Okay. So we'll have tons of great information. We'll right. have great sponsors, so there'll right. be tons of information you people can right. gather from those um, tables and just so much networking information. Right. And I highly recommend people to come just because if they have um, a senior loved one or even if they have a neighbor that's a, a senior, yeah. it's always good to gather this information ahead of time right. before it gets to the point where everybody's in an urgent situation and then there's you have more opportunities beforehand than you do after the yeah. urgent situation. Then you're usually only stuck with one or two decisions and that's it yeah. ahead of time you can prepare and plan yeah. and mm -hmm. and have mm -hmm. a little bit more options indeed so, yeah. and uh, those of us who have not fallen or know somebody who has fallen become caregivers and yeah. we know that caregiving is also a huge challenge yeah. for those of us who are working and trying right. to balance work and life and uh, so there is a lot of resources at the symposium. You get to meet a lot of wonderful people, uh, experts, and you can get information. Uh, some of the vendors, including assistive devices, new technology and assistive devices right. are going to be there. So it's a it's not just a place where you come and get information right. by sitting and listening to a lecture, but right. uh, there's going to be a lot of interaction. And, and as Dr. Rogers said, the afternoon is really catered to more hands-on, more practical day-to-day right. -day things that we can use to. And I'm super excited. Yeah. So we will have the link. There's an Eventbrite link yes. that we will post on the on the site. And it's also available through azstopfalls.org okay. under events. Okay. And um, so it is going to be on September 27th for the general public it's from 12 to 4 and that does include a lunch for the for the general public yes. so we definitely need everybody to RSVP so we know how much yes. lunch to provide and it's going to be at the First Christian Church at 6750 North 7th Avenue Phoenix Arizona 85013 well thank you both for coming I'm Our super pleasure. excited I would love to have you come back on another day because there are so many resources and information mm -hmm. that you have that we need to get out to the general Speaking public. Speaking of resources, yes. Dr. Rogers mentioned that 
uh, people can uh, need to have grab bars and yes. some safety mm-hmm. things uh, in the in the house. And if you go on again azstopfalls.org or actually uh, azhealthyaging.com, azhealthyaging.com, and you go on their falls, there's a list of things you can do for. Twenty dollars or less oh. that uh, can in, you know a- add safety in your right. home. Right. So right. please look yeah. at those resources. And again, area agencies on aging. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your east in this uh, side of town, the East Valley Assisted uh, Senior Assisted Living yep. Center. Uh, there are a lot of other resources. The Department of Economic Security and uh, of course the Arizona Falls Prevention Coalition we ha- we're happy to share those resources with yeah, you right. do you want to talk about how people would contact you yeah, um, yeah. If you're, give us your information yeah for sure. looking for you know questions on how to improve your balance and want to learn exercises and, and if they want to do, do a fall um, balance screen balance screening yep. yes. yeah you can contact me okay. at uh, Le- um, leanne at balancebylee.com or my website, um, www.balancedbylee.com. Okay, and you will do that in their home. You'll yes. do those assessments and yes. because you are mobile. So yes. there's no excuse that they need to drive somewhere. Right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. okay. Well, thank you both for coming, and we'll have you back again. And I appreciate yeah. all the information. Well, thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thank We're you delighted. for having us. Yeah. Mm-hmm.